Hey, thanks for checking out this week's message. We hope you're blessed by the Word of God. For more information on River of Life, you can check out our website, rolmt.com, or download our app. Just search R-O-L-M-T in your app store. Thanks. Good evening. How are we doing? We got food here. We can stay a long time. Because <laughs> there's a lot in this little story that we're going to look at. So if you have your Bibles, find Matthew and find chapter 14. Because we want to talk about life with Jesus. And what I, what I, what I want to dive into is... Is Jesus just a little bit of your life, or is Jesus everything about your life? There's a difference. There's a difference. Do you just take a little sip of Jesus, have a nice little, I mean, everybody carries water now, right? When I was a kid, we didn't carry water, we turned on the garden hose, okay? I mean, that was some really bad water. You had to let it run a little bit. But some of you just sip Jesus, but you don't want to jump in to the water. You don't want him to just completely baptize you and transform your life because things will be different. And that's what I want to talk about is life with Jesus. What's it like to live life with Jesus? And that's what we're going to see as we walk with the disciples through this story that is so great. So, first of all, I want to say a couple of things. Life with Jesus is not about performance or punishment. Okay, so just leave those in this room, and the janitor will clean it up. Okay? Leave that life with Jesus has nothing to do with performance. Now, there's something to say about discipleship. That's other messages. And it is not about punishment. It's not about shame. Now, guilt may take you somewhere, and we can deal with that too. But life with Jesus is allowing him to take us through all kinds of stages in life as we learn who he is and how we are to respond. So I I hope you're you're ready for that. So here we go. This is Matthew chapter 14. I'm just going to go verse by verse. If, if you're a note taker and you like three points, I have none, okay? If you want order, I don't have any tonight, okay? I'm going to wander through this and see how it comes out, all right? Okay, all right, here we go. Immediately, he made the disciples get into the boat and go before him to the other side while he dismissed the crowd. So immediately this begins to happen. He, he made them get into the boat. He's going, guys, we've had a busy day. And he makes them get in the boat. I want you to see Jesus making them get in the, Shut up. Get in the boat. Yeah, but, but I'm, I'm, I'm to get in the boat. He made them get in the boat. Did he twist their arm? I don't know. I kind of... I kind of think maybe a couple of them he did. Oh, just, just get their arm behind. Get in the boat. 
See, this happens immediately, and what I want you to see is God's timing to make you do something may not be your timing. He doesn't wear a watch for your timing. He is more, he doesn't mark time. He wants to mark your character. How, how are you doing in your character? So let me ask you this as we talk about life with Jesus. How is your life working out for you? <laughs> now ask somebody else, how is my life working out for you? Because there may be some differences. So with, with Jesus, there are, there, he's, he's more concerned about our character than our comfort. He's more concerned about our character than our location, our vocation. He, he's trying to build our character as we're being conformed to him. So what, what he did here is he got them in the boat. He made them. Let me stop there again. We may not get through this tonight, okay? Um, how many of you have said, oh, Lord Jesus, I love you. I worship you. I, I, whatever you want, Lord, here I am. And then he starts making you do something. Oh, Lord, is there another Jesus up there, Lord, that, that can kind of go along with what I want? No, because... He wants to build our character, and to do that, he'll, he'll have to make us do things. <laughs> I, I, I think sometimes the best image for the church should be a mule. Okay, okay let's, let's, yeah. All right, Lord, help us in the midst of that. Look, look what he did in this verse, too. He made them go before him to the other side while he dismissed the crowds. Sometimes walking in faith is going before Jesus because he has said something to you. No, we we always want him right here. Now he is, and we're going to see that. But here he said, hey guys, I'm making you go to the other side. He's, he's sending them out. So life with Jesus can sometimes seem both pressured and lonely. Yeah. All right, next verse. And after he had dismissed the crowds, he went up on the mountain by himself to pray. When evening came, he was there alone. This is a pattern that we see from Jesus. One of the most important things that happens in our life is, uh, and this is, I'm reading a book that's really interesting. It's called The Body Keeps the Score. And it's talking about tragedy and trauma, how that affects us in many different ways. And one of the profound uh, across-the-board issues that we all deal with is when we are young, that we are imprinted right off the bat. And, and it, is a, it is a wiring within us to be imprinted by something or someone. And that's why we're made in the image of God. And life is really a search to, to identify with that image and to line up with that image. And so here, I, I just want to ask this question, who are you imitating? And, and let's, let's imitate Jesus in the midst of this busy season that he had. He would always get away to pray. He would always realign, recalibrate, reline up who he was supposed to be. 
let's imitate that and not just kind of blow through life, but say, Lord, let me just line up with what you're doing. So I, I have to ask this question. Uh, we'll imitate something. It might be the drug culture. It might be a music culture. It might be the Grizz Nation culture. There was a little game today. Uh, I, I secretly, no, I'm not even going to say that. Um, but will, will we let it be Jesus? Who, who are we allowing to imprint our life? And who or what do you imitate? Because what you imitate, that's, that's the character that's going to come out. Okay. Next verse is this. Uh, but the boat by this time was a long way from the land, beaten by the waves, for the wind was against them. What are you up against? Life is not, I just, I, we have to get this truth out. Life is not about you. And in the middle of the night, away from the security of the shore, there may be a storm. And in fact, that is where our faith grows, is in the storm. There, you know what? There is not one story in here, in the Gospels, about the disciples learning anything on a calm sea. <laughs> you will never find it. The sea was beautiful. The wind was blowing gently. They were having Pepsi and sardines. It was calm. Everybody was happy. Nothing was a problem. There's not any learning in here with that kind of a background. It's always, it's always in the storm. Because every storm we go through is a school. Every trial we go through is really a test to get us to the next place. Every experience, if we will let it, is an education. Every difficulty we go through is for our development, again, because of his character. Every distraction is for you then to define life, not to be pulled all over. Therefore, do not dramatize your struggle. Normalize your struggle. Don't get all, all about, it's, it's, it's all about me and I'm in so, it's, it's such a struggle. I just, some people I just want to go, so what? Now listen, everybody, we respond to struggles differently. I, I totally understand that. But let's get to the place that when we're in a storm, when we're in a struggle, we look at each other and go, this is normal. Who do you think you are that you think the devil himself is after you? You are not that important. Hang, hang with me here a little bit. If you don't, you'll hang me if you don't hang with me to figure out what's going on here. Yes, he has minions. Yes, there's influence. But listen, there is one devil. He is not omnipresent. He is not all over the place at the same time. There's only one of him. I think that we were put here on earth to bother him, not him bother us. So normalize the struggle because God is with you. And in the midst of these kinds of storms is where... Jesus wants to show up and, and develop some stuff in us. So let's look at this. Let's go to verse 25 now. 
And in the fourth watch of the night, so this is between three and six in the morning, these guys have been rowing their boat all night long. It's about six miles across the sea. They were going from east to west, scripture tells us as we look at other, other pieces here. And so about three, we don't know when he dismissed the crowds, but let's say it was, let's say it was, you know, I don't know, nine o'clock. Let's say it was late, right? Um, And here they've been rowing their boat, trying to get through this, the storms against them. And now it's between three and six in the morning. And uh, that's, that's what it says here. That's what the fourth watch is. And he came to them walking on the sea. Now we got to get a picture of Jesus here, right? He's on the mountain alone praying. And he's up, he's up there. I, I've been in that area. And you look out and he's going, wow. <laughs> My dudes are having a hard time. <laughs> They're, uh, it's, it's, it's going to be close to Passover, so maybe it's a full moon. Who, who knows exactly what's going on? But Jesus goes, I need, I really need to go check on them. Because Jesus is full of compassion. And he sees that a boat and the disciples are struggling. So he looks out there and he goes, I've got to go, I've got to go check on these guys. Because the wind was against him. So he, he goes out and he goes, now see, which is the fastest way? And he looks up on Google Maps. <laughs> and it says, you can walk all the way around, but they're only halfway across the sea. Don't do that. You can rent a boat and you can paddle and it tells you the time there. Or you can walk on the water. He goes, I'll do that. I'll, I'll walk on the water because I can just kind of cut straight across then and I'll, I'll get there. So that's what he did. Don't look at me like this. It was real life. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows what he did? He, he may have invented Google. Dude, just gave it to us later. Okay, sorry. Um, so here we go. He, he came to them walking on the sea. Now, 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 wait a minute. Jesus is probably walking on your storm. Because he does want to check on you. He is a good gardener. How is this plant doing? How is this seed of the kingdom? How is it growing? Because this, this, is, this is mine. This is why I came. This is why I'm going to the cross. He would say that now because he hadn't been there yet. This, this, I want these guys to make it. And he, so he comes walking to them on the storm. And it's not, listen, it's, get this, okay? Because remember, life's not about us, right? So here's another thing. It's not why you're going through the storm. It's how you're going through the storm. Don't say, well, why me? Or why, why this? Or why, you know, it, it's, it's not fair. Yeah, life's not fair. Get that tattoo. Wear that one. Um, it, it's, it's, it's not fair. So it's not why we're in the storm because the storms are normal. It is how we are going through those storms. That's, that's, that's the revelation of life with Jesus is how we are going through the storm. 
because you're either in one, gone through one, or headed to one. That's the way it is. That's, that's the character development. If we say, Jesus, I, I want you and I want to follow you. So be careful when you pray, Jesus, more and more of you. God's going, hey, Jesus, I'll hold your coffee. You go ahead and <laughs> go walk to them. Okay, now we have to look at something because Matthew didn't record this, but Mark did. And I, I want you to look over the same story. This is in the Synoptic Gospels. We could talk about that. Matthew, Mark, and John are actually the ones that recorded this story. Uh, they have a little bit of, of a different take on what's going on. Uh, give us a little bit fuller picture. That's the, I mean, Scripture is so great in, in many ways. So here we go. This is Mark chapter 6. And I, I want to look at just verse 48. I wish we had more time to look at how, how Mark sees this. But th this is just one of my favorite scriptures. <laughs> okay? Are you ready for this? All right. Same storm. I love the, the verse here. Verse 48. He saw that they were making headway painfully. <laughs> yep. They're having a hard time. <laughs> Hey, yeah, they're, they're having a hard time. I'll walk out there to them, see how, how they're doing. For the wind was against them about the fourth watch of the night. Catch this. He came to them walking on the sea. He meant to pass by them. <laughs> Have you guys read that in scripture? I love it. He's just going to pass by these guys. He goes, I'm just, this is the boat over here. It's about as big enough as a boat, right? It's cool. Um, and and the, the storm is just raging. And they're, man, they're, they're not even halfway probably across the lake. And Jesus was just going <laughs> to. He meant to pass by them. It, it, said, it, said, it didn't say he went to walk to them. He meant to pass by them. Grab this in the normalization of storms. Jesus will always be there. He'll always pass by. He wants to see how you're doing. He will rescue you if it needs be, but he wants you to go through the storm so that you can learn something in the storm. But he's gonna check. He, he wants to check how are they doing. How, how are you guys doing in this storm? The waves, you know, did Jesus go up and down with the waves? I don't know, or did he stay at a certain level? I don't know. I want to I watch that. But more than that, I want to walk on, on water. Um, but he's checking on them. I'm sorry for the video, folks. That's <laughs> wasn't the rapture. I'm just over here. Uh, yeah. he, he meant, he meant, Scripture says he meant to pass by them. Wow, I just want to say, Lord, you're standing at the door knocking. Am I, am I looking? What, what, am, what am I doing in the midst of this? Can I see you because I trust you? There are times when the storm will be so crushing on your chest 
that you don't even want him or know him or can feel him, but you have to come back and say, Lord, I trust you no matter what. One of, one of my, we've got five kids, uh, and, and my wife and I were going through a, a horrendous time, just, uh, it was soul crushing. And when we gathered around the table, my son flew up from California during this time, we gathered around the table like we normally do to, to, uh, to join hands and pray over the food, which I always thinks kind of funny. I mean, my wife's a good cook. Why do we have to pray? <laughs> so here's a life hack. Pray for the food when you're in the grocery store. <laughs> it's in your cart, and it saves you lots of time. Uh, saying, uh, maybe not. Maybe, maybe not take that. So we, were, we joined hands to pray over the meal, and I just couldn't. The, the pain was... So deep, I couldn't. I couldn't pray. My, my oldest son, uh, he, he was 30, 37 at, at that time. <clears throat> he, just, he just said, Jesus, I don't love you, but I'll love you again. Jesus, I don't trust you, but I'll trust you again. Thank you for these tacos. It was just the perfect prayer because that's the way we felt. Jesus was there. He was passing by that table. He wanted to see how we were going to go through the storm. He was there knowing that at the end of the day, that storm would build some character. He knew that he was going to be right there. And so just realize that in those storms, he is coming, but sometimes he will mean to pass by. Okay, let's, let's go back to Matthew, all right? Uh, th- this is, <laughs> I, I just, I really, I really love scripture. It's, it's so much fun. Here we go. Uh, so that's, that's happening. He's passing by. Uh, this is verse 26. But when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were terrified and they said, it's a phantom. That's, that's the Greek word there, phantom. It means it's, it's shining. It's shining. <laughs> they didn't say spirit. They could have said, there's a, there's a Greek word for spirit. But they said, it's a shining. Because that's how the word was used uh, more. But by the time it's translated to English, it's phantom. So here are these <laughs> hardened fishermen Think Popeye with, that wasn't, that was Spanish, by the way. (laughs) And here, here they are saying it's a phantom and they cried out in fear. Don't identify stuff in the storm as a phantom until Jesus helps you identify what's going on in the storm. Otherwise, you will be going from storm to storm and rough area to rough area saying, it's a shining, it's a phantom, poor me. Instead, let Jesus help you define what's going on as he passes by and checks up on you. Now, we have just one of the most 
fun things in Scripture where Peter, good old Peter, interrupts the story. Okay? Then you listen, John and Mark didn't even record this. <laughs> and in the whole story, sometimes we focus on this. When, when Mark and John wrote their gospels, they looked at each other and go, nope, I'm not going to include that. Because, <laughs> man, Peter's always doing that kind of stuff. But, but here we go. Here's, here's Peter. And we can learn from it, right? We can learn from it. At verse 27 immediately Jesus spoke to them because he's thinking, okay, you guys, you're, you're going to flip the boat here with your little phantom party if, if I don't say something. And he says, take heart. It is I. Do not be afraid. Now, you, you, have, to, you have to grab this because Peter didn't. Uh, you have to grab this. Jesus said, it, take heart, but it's actually just one word. It's a command. Grab some courage, guys. Pull up your big boy pants. This is maybe another way he, he another translation. That's, that's my translation. Come on, guys. Take heart. The other side of that is fear. And in the middle of that, he said a word that we don't quite grab because of our translations, but they grabbed completely because he probably said it in Aramaic or maybe Hebrew, and he said, take heart, don't fear, in the middle is Yahweh. I am. I'm right here. That Yahweh name that is from the Old Testament all the way through into the New Testament that God is with us, Emmanuel, Jesus is saying, take heart, grab some courage, don't fear, I'm right in the middle. I walked up to you, I wanted to pass by, I'm checking on you because I won't leave you out there by yourself. It's me, I'm here. I want you to hear that wherever you're at in your storm right now. I want you to hear that God is with you. Whether we can taste him or see him or feel him, he is with you. He is with you more than the devil will ever. He, the devil doesn't even know who you are, probably. But God does, and he's with you. Now, again, I don't want to downplay the devil as big of a jerk as he is, and he sends out his minions to do his thing. They are a hassle. <laughs> but next time they're hassling you, just look at them. You say, Jesus. Say, Jesus. Jesus is, he's passing by and checking on me. And he's here. And you're not going to be here very long. Because I'm going to send you into some pigs. <laughs> okay. So Jesus says, hey, listen. Stop shaking in terror. Stop shaking in fear. Because I'm here. I'm right in the middle of this. So Peter, <laughs> here we go, verse 28. Peter answered him. Now, wait a minute. Jesus wasn't talking to him. <laughs> Look at verse 27. 
Jesus spoke to them. And Peter answered him. Lord, if it is you, I mean, come on, Peter, the dude's walking on the water. <laughs> and he said, don't fear Yahweh. Come, come on, Peter. But we're going to see something here, and I, I, want us, I want us to learn something. Peter answered him, even though he wasn't talking to him, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you. I mean, Peter, if, it, if, if you think it's him, why don't you just get out? Don't you wait for a command. Command me to come to you on the water. And Jesus rolled his eyes. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. Sorry, this is just, I have fun with scripture. I, Jesus rolled his eyes and said, come. Because he knew what was going to happen. Yeah, go ahead. If, yeah, if you want to. Peter, careful what you, what you ask for. But, uh, yeah, come on anyway. This is going to be fun. So Peter got out of the boat and walked on the water and came to Jesus. Now, let me, let me, say, let me say this. Uh, whatever your situation, Jesus will work with us. But make sure it's Jesus that you're obeying, not last night's pizza. And that is why we need the community of faith to walk through things with, bounce things off of. Should I be doing this? And if it's really crazy and somebody in the group says, yes, you should, then you probably shouldn't because that was kind of a mole that worked in and wanted to get rid of you. And yeah, yeah, you need to do that. Just have that true community of faith that will guide and guard and question what you're doing and encourage you at the same time. So we we have this happening and... Jesus says, yeah, come on. So Peter got out of the boat and walked on the water. But when he saw the wind, uh, Peter, haven't you been seeing the wind for about the last eight hours? (laughs) What's happening now? It is that split decision which you get your eyes off Jesus and you begin to dramatize the storm instead of normalize it. That's what happens. You can be in all kinds of storms, but if you've got your eyes on Jesus, you can walk on that water. You can walk through it no matter what is happening. But when you get your eyes off him onto something else, that's where you're going. That's one of the main things you need to learn in mountain biking, because you all need to learn how to mountain bike. is that you will land where you look, right? So when you're going through corners, you don't look right at the corner because that's be right where you'll be at. It's right there. You look ahead. You look through the corner. And if you look at the rocks, that's where you'll land. I have screws to prove it. That's where you'll, you'll land. And Peter, for a split second, got his eyes on the storm and began to sink. And he cries out, verse 30 again, but when he saw the wind, he was afraid. 
And beginning to sink, he cried out, Lord, save me. Now that's, that's great. I, when we're sinking, please say that. Okay, when, when life is overwhelming, please say that. And Jesus immediately reached out his hand and took hold of him and drug him back to the boat. I, I, don't, know how it, they, I don't know how it went, but he got back to the boat. But look at this. Oh, you of little faith, why did you doubt? There's many things that we could say about this, but let me, let me talk about this in the context of life with Jesus. The little faith that Peter was displaying here was me faith. It wasn't, what about my buddies in the boat faith. He stepped out of the boat singing, it's all about me. He answered Jesus when Jesus wasn't talking to him, but talking to them. Life with Jesus is not just me. Life with Jesus and strong faith, big faith, not little faith, your faith is little beady faith. <laughs> Sorry to tell you that. But when our faith comes together, we move mountains. Where two or three are gathered in agreement, God is there. If we want to say it's all about me, well, then have fun jumping out of the boats and then Jesus dragging you back to boats, okay? Just have, have fun with that. And then write a book about, I, I don't know what the title would be. I have several in my mind and I better shut up. Um, because look at verse 32. Look at verse 32. When did the storm stop? It did not stop until they got in the boat. So the storm is still raging while Peter is having his me time with Jesus. And verse 32, and when they got into the boat, the wind ceased. John records something else, and then the boat was immediately at land, like three miles immediately at land. That's just, that's so cool. That's another... That's another time we could talk about it. So here's, here's the deal. What Peter is showing, there's, there's so much going on here. There, there are storms. We're all in the boat. Jesus is checking on this. Peter interrupts. It's all about me. Jesus helps him out, gets him back. They get in the boat. The storm stops. So that's all good stuff, right? That's, that's all. What did they say? Here we go. This is, this is the conclusion of life with Jesus. And those in the boat worshiped him saying, truly. This, this is a declaration that they're making. When, they, when you see this word truly in the New Testament, it's like I'm, I'm, I'm swearing on my life. This this is a watershed moment. This is a milestone. This is a market on the calendar. This, this is it, Jesus. Truly, you are the son of God. That's the purpose of the storm. 
That's the purpose of the things that you and I go through is so at the end of the day, we can say, truly, you are the son of God. So that at the end of the day, we can say, truly, you are the son of God. That we'll have people alongside us looking as we've gone through that going, truly, he is the son of God. Because what that does is that puts fuel in us to meet the next storm or to walk along somebody that is broken, to walk along somebody going through a storm and not just say, oh, it'll all be okay, but just say, hey, listen, he, Jesus is the son of God. I don't know if you're going to make it through this storm. (laughs) I don't know if I'm going to make it through the next storm. Now we know we will. I'm saying don't just Don't just give platitudes to someone, but say, I know that truly he is the son of God and he's moved by compassion. And you may think he's he's going to just bypass you, but he's checking on you. He is the son of God and he will help you get through this. All right, Seth, team, come on, come on up. Because then I know you're playing, and I know I have to end at some point. Okay. (laughs) The point of life with Jesus is that we will worship him. That's that's the point. That we'll say, Lord, as as we've gone through this, we worship you. So here's some things to deal with. Life is hard. Life is hard. Life, life is hard. This afternoon, we, for Hope Rescue Mission, we had our, our meal for those in need, for the unsheltered. And there's some, <clears throat> there's some broken people. <clears throat> some of you in this room have been broken. Life, life is hard. But his yoke is easy. It took me a long time to figure out that verse. I could try to do life on my own. It wasn't easy. But to come alongside him, that yoke is easy. Life is not fair. Life is not fair. But he is just as he works on our character. Life is an adventure. We will be in storms. We will see miracles. We'll be terrified. But we will see Jesus. Life is fueled by your attitude. It's not why you're going through the storm. It's how. There's an attitude. So I say, Jesus, capture my heart. Life has this conclusion. Jesus, truly, you are the son of God. That's the conclusion. The conclusion is not a tombstone. 
I, I've always wanted to put on my tombstone. I told you I was sick. <laughs> but it's not about that, is it? It's about Jesus. It's about coming out on the other side of those storms going, you're the son of God. And I humbly and obediently follow you as you build my character. Lord, we, we look together to you. Oh, Jesus, I don't, I don't take for granted the, the storms that are represented in this room and are maybe happening right now in this room. But Jesus, you are moved with compassion and you will check on us. You see that we are struggling and you'll come walking on the storm to see how we're doing. If need be, Lord, you will say to us, grab some courage. I'm with you. Don't fear. Lord, if there's anything tonight, may we grab that, that you're with us. Lord, help us again not to dramatize the storm. Let us normalize it. And when people around us seeing, go, seeing us go through a storm, Lord, may we just smile and look at them They'll think we're crazy, and that's okay. But Lord, can we just smile and look at them and say, truly, Jesus is the Son of God. And now, Spirit of God, take your word, take some of these thoughts, and put them in our hearts for us to apply them to our life with Jesus. In your name, amen. Hey, thanks for listening. River of Life is a ministry in East Missoula, Montana. We exist for one purpose, to make Jesus famous by showing his love to the lost, broken, and hurting. For more information, you can check us out online at rolmt.com. If you've made a decision to follow Jesus today, we'd love to talk to you about what comes next. Shoot us an email at nextstep at rolmt.com. Thanks. Thanks.